Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Stevenson with New Direction Family Law. And I'm Sarah Hink, Elizabeth's partner in New, New, New Direction Family <laughs> I just want to start off by saying Sarah's had a really hard week. At New Direction Family Law, also her partner in crime sometimes. Sometimes. And yeah. night out. We haven't had a night out in a while. But I know, but y'all went out for Chris's birthday the other night. Yes. I so we're all that. getting vaccine. So soon we're going to have another nice outing. And now we can fun. start having people back in the office like Jen can come yes. back to the office. And we have people in our podcast studio I today. Know. Joining us. Yeah, so we've got Denny. We have got someone very near and dear to <laughs> my heart, one of my best friends, along with his wife. It's not here. No, no, Jetta. No, no. It's not here. But shout out, Jetta, because you you better listen to this episode. Yes. <laughs> so I have got Will here with us, and we've known each other for about 13 years. So we've had some great times. And I always love our intro story because the day that Will and I met was whenever he was in college at ECU. And we had gone bowling at the bowling alley that they had on campus. And we were walking down some steps and he slipped and fell about <laughs> down about three steps. And I laughed and he turned around and I was dating his friend at the time. And he was like, this one, this is the one you're going to pick. And then we became super fast friends after that. Oh. So <laughs> Nice. Go Pirates. Go Pirates. Yeah. I'm, I'm with the ECU. But you're doing the Wolfpack side. <laughs> I went to stay too. <laughs> Sorry. Very conflicting. I also went to ECU for one semester. I didn't know that. Yeah, my freshman first semester. Happened, Sarah. What happened, Sarah? Uh, ECU happened. Yeah, things yeah. happened. Yeah. I, did a, I did a tour. I went to ECU first, and they went to NC State for a year, and then I finally settled on the best undergraduate school in our state, Appalachian State University. I'll yeah. second that. Go Nears. Yes. Yeah. I went there for graduate school, so I didn't get the party part of that's what I went there for graduate school too, and I still got the party part. <laughs> I went for my first semester, and I partied hard. <laughs> what about you, Will? Oh, you will. I did not go there at all, but I did party at no at PCU a bit. Uh, oh, we changed. Yeah, we, we, we did. We yeah, definitely changed it up <laughs> very quickly. Uh, I'm just trying to catch up with everything. <laughs> but no, yeah, I went to ECU for undergrad and got a lot of its party bug, mostly with you. <laughs> You're <So>. welcome. <laughs> Things I won't apologize for. Talking about today, Ms. Bordeaux. We are talking about adult children of divorce. We brought Will on today because he has a different perspective and experience as a child whose parents divorced whenever they were younger. Also, my parents were divorced whenever I was seven. So it gives, but we've had different experiences probably with the divorce itself and then afterwards. So we thought we would talk about that because it does affect a lot of kids and we know that sometimes can be a huge barrier for someone starting to initiate a separation because of fear of how it will affect their children. So we wanted to shed light from our different perspectives and got some cues here, some other thoughts that I read from other people from the interwebs. Perfect. And uh, we'll elaborate on that and get our perspectives. And then, of course, have you guys definitely talk about what you do with clients and their kids. Why don't, I'm just going to throw it right over to you. <laughs> Still catching up, but okay. Let's she, must have, she, she must have a lot of your secrets from yeah. ECU. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'll be easy. <laughs> I, I was seven whenever my parents separated, and um, I can remember it very vividly as to how everything went down. So what about for your situation? How old were you? Do you remember? Did you have any inkling that this was going to happen, or how was that for you when you were younger? Yeah, so uh, when my parents, for the most part, split up, I was about five years old. We were living in uh, Brooklyn, New York at the time. My two older brothers and my sister. And at that age, it's 
you remember bits and pieces. You remember some of the heart, the more significant pieces of it, but I don't know all the nuance that say my siblings would know to say whether it was in the writing was on the wall or what have you. My biggest memory of it was the, the moment that it happened when the, the, the split technically happened. It was, I, I think, an argument over where we were going to spend vacation, maybe. And it, the argument just escalated and to the point where most of us, uh, my, my siblings are maybe eight, 10 and 12 years older than me. So we were all still under that eight, around that 18 or under age. Eventually the police came in to help break up some of the, the argument. And then my father left. And that was the biggest memory I have for it. And from there, I remember that if I wanted to see my father, he was at my grandmother's house. That's for the most part, the memory that I have of the incident. So can I ask a question? Because a lot of clients, I don't know if you have this, Sarah, they don't, they think that they may be arguing or they're not getting along, but the kids don't know anything. And and I've always been of the philosophy, and that's what my training has been, is that kids are really smart and they pick up on things. Did you remember anything other than that, that leading up to that? No, no, I can't <clears throat> say that I do as far as any other arguments or mm-hmm. any tension or anything like that. I think that was just since it was so vocal and I happened to be there mm-hmm. at the yeah. point, I, I would imagine in, in retrospect, I, I probably was shielded a lot from that. And, mm-hmm. and I noticed as I grew up, my siblings did a lot of the shielding. Mm-hmm. They would always usher me to another room or hold me closer or mm-hmm. something. So I couldn't mm-hmm. see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine that was probably the situation was this sense at that time when it happened, most of my siblings weren't in the house at the time. Mm-hmm. There was nobody to shield me at that right, moment. Right, so yeah. I right. caught the full force right. of it. And police right. showing up, that's obviously going to be an escalation and something that doesn't happen very often. But people also, kids become normalized to it too. They understand what's happening, but soon it's just, that's they see their parents is. and they think that's what's normal. And that fighting is love, which is dangerous. Right. I was going to say, from my experience, like I said, I was seven when my parents split. But before that, I would hear my parents argue. And, right. and now being an adult, I know that obviously married couples and adults, they have disagreements. But the arguing that they were doing, and now I know so much more backstory to the situation, <laughs> of course. But the arguing they were doing was normal to me. My dad right. raising his voice so much. There was a time that my mom was gone to work and my dad just whatever, like his trigger really got flipped. And as soon as it escalated to that point over something super small, my brother all but threw me in a bathroom, shut the door. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he took the brunt force of everything that went down after that. And all I could hear was shit being banged around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was scared to death. And that was the one and only time that happened. But shortly after that, my parents separated. And so it's what was going on before that. Obviously, what mm-hmm. I thought at that time happening was normal, but I knew that all of that arguing and that just tension, you can just feel, feel that it. as a kid, right. even though you mm-hmm. may not understand exactly what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and it's staged as well. Context, perspective and, mm-hmm. and experience is key where I may see something that as normal arguments. My brother, who's eight years older than me, might see it a little different, or he might know that this is what this is going to lead up to, Right. Um, that I don't have that perspective to decipher just yet. And he might have had an experience of before you came along, before or when you were a baby, of your parents getting along and working out. And they, he, he saw that this isn't the same as what he remembers when he was younger. So did you have conversations with your parents about the separation, or what did they say to you? Or was it just... Oh, we're separate. Everybody just didn't talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, 
when it happened, I, I didn't have a lot of conversations. Again, just being five, right. it, it was just not at that time, at that spot for me to have those conversations. Right. I'm sure some of those conversations may have happened with my older siblings. The older I got inklings here and there, little pieces here and there from my mother, and more pieces from my father. My father was a little bit more upfront uh, with it. The, the philosophy he followed mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you like a man right. so you can grow into a man and you have this perspective, thing like that. So I got a lot more from him, not that. And my mother is a little bit more private and, and a little bit more withheld and withdrawn. So I, I got some pieces of it, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot, not a lot of clients, but especially if you're the the spouse that's been hurt or doesn't want to leave, you want them, they want to tell the children what happened and why. <laughs> yeah, and it can be vindictive and don't realize that your feelings about your spouse, maybe your child doesn't need to know the extent of them, which is just, I mean, that's something we can counsel our clients on, but it, it, they're going to do what they want to do, do and say to them what they want to say. And a lot of times when they're in that like, mindset this fiery angry stage it's hard to control and it leaks to the children which is which is hard right right. yeah with with my situation we i remember vividly my parents bringing us into their room and telling me and my brother telling us that and i don't remember the exact verbiage that they used but that they were separating Mm -hmm. that dad was leaving and i was a daddy's girl to the core and part of me always will be, but I'm an adult now. And I just remember being like, I remember I was staring at the old like Belks, like paper catalogs you used to get. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I remember just staring at, it's like, odd oh, the things you remember. <laughs> I remember staring at that and just thinking, no, like I'm not okay with this. And I just remember being very upset and crying and then just wanted to get anywhere I could, mm-hmm. but at that house. And so I left and went up to my best friend at the time at her house up the, up the street. And that was my outlet. And I just remember sitting with her and crying because I didn't, want my parents to see me upset, even though I've always been very close with my parents, especially my mom. But I remember being very upset at that. But they nobody ever told me why, to to your point of what you just said. It was just that we're not agreeing on some things. We don't know if this is going to be permanent. But for right now, dad's going to leave. They knew damn well it was going to be permanent. You know what I mean? But and sometimes there's not a one why. How do you explain that to a kid? Yeah, well, the issue with my mom didn't feel like it was her place. And mm -hmm. and also she knew how young my brother and I were. There was a you were seven. I was seven. That means Jeremy was like nine or ten. But several years later, I think my brother picked up to the why way before I did. But nobody still told me. My mom didn't feel like her. It was her reason to tell. There was lots of infidelity, apparently. She didn't want to ruin the image that I had of my father. And so when I finally, I can tell you how I figured it out, <laughs> me and my brother and my dad were in upstate New York and that Garth Brooks song, The Thunder Rolls, comes on, <laughs> great song. But my brother, instead of singing and the thunder rolls, he sang and my daddy knows. And I was like, very confused by this. But then I was finally putting two and two together. Like, oh, because the song is obviously about the person being out cheating and stuff. And I was I like, I didn't know that. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, go home and listen to it. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a whole different. Cut the lights down low <laughs> yeah. and have a drink. Have some like bourbon to get the rustic feel. Yeah, listen make sure you listen to the third, the, the extended version too. No, no, you're fine. I mean, so then I put it together, but I was, I don't know, probably, I guess, late middle school, or early high school or so. But then I felt like I'd been lied to. And then I was upset all over again. Like, you guys yeah. should have just told me. Then I was just mad. I felt like I'd been lied to. Whatever. It is what it is. But I definitely remember that. And completely understand why they didn't tell me because I wouldn't have been able to handle that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have known what to do with but, that information. I mean, why is it yeah. and then this is just from the other perspective is why does that I mean 
did you want to know? Or made a difference to you guys? Who if knows? You knew why? Oh, I have no idea. But mm. as a kid, you want to know. Okay, my parents are separating. Why? Why? You want one? You want to make sure the whole it's not the kids' fault. Like that. Right. Immediately, right. of course, I went through my mind. I'm an inquisitive person anyway, so I just wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> did you have any of those feelings? What happened? You were five. So what happened? Where were things at? Like when you were seven, eight years old? I don't know if I was as fixated on the why. Because the situations are, are fairly different, like you mm -hmm. mentioned. I think there was a looming, especially sense of how and when it happened, that there was a looming uh, feeling as to why it happened. I, I believe I picked up on a little bit more and more, a little bit more and more as I got older in different stages. So eventually, after just being shocked under what was happening and the argument and the split, and then the very soon after sub subsequent move to North Carolina, that is after I pass that part, it's okay. I know they're not together and, and I know there is a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about that reason as much as I don't like the fact that it, that they are split. So I think my right. fixation was more on why aren't they together? Why, why can't they be, be together, together rather right. than why aren't they together? So you moved to North Carolina. Carolina. Was it with, with one parent or did both parents move down? No, I moved with my mother and my stepfather at the time. Because our judges start with the purpose of joint custody that you should have equal time with both parents when you were still in new york were you seeing your dad a lot yeah i was going there maybe just as often we always went to my grandmother's pretty often anyway because she lives so close mm -hmm. and it's the grandmother on my, my father's side mm -hmm. and so he was there so it, it was just the quick you just understand it as okay i guess dad's living here now but to get back to what you had said uh, not too long ago where the, the person who doesn't necessarily want to split versus the person that does, mm -hmm. I think that was more so on my father's side who didn't necessarily want to split. So he didn't argue a lot to me moving to North Carolina. He wasn't thrilled about it. Me and it was me and my closest older brother while the, my oldest brother and my older sister they were already outside right. of the house. So he didn't argue too much. He didn't cause too many problems. Did you want him to? <laughs> I I don't think I've ever had that issue where it was like, why'd you let me go? Right, right. It, it, it just was understanding that I'm supposed to be with mom. I went with mom. Mm -hmm. You had already left to go live with grandma. Right. So I just go wherever mom goes. Um, so that's just the way it is. So you're a child. You just do us. Do as you told and what you've grown to, to know at that point. Yeah, it, 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 there was no reason. It, again, I wasn't fixated on that part enough to focus on that portion. It was just, okay, they're not together. I don't quite like that, but I, I do live with mom. I'm supposed to live with mom, so I st wherever she goes, I go. Why did, and, and where did you come to be, to feel that? How did you come to feel that way? I'm supposed to mom. be with mom. Yeah, I, I, I think it was just because of... The part, the fact that dad went to he, grandma's. He's the one that left. It, it was just always the 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 understanding that, okay, dad's going to go. Gotcha. This, this is mom's house. And, and you can get that feeling. Mm -hmm. You can just say, oh, I'm going to mom's house for the weekend. You, you just right. automatically right. cling to your mom. Right. Yeah. Jen, what was your first schedule like? How much time did you spend with both parents? Do you remember any of that part? Oh, yeah. My dad, so when he left, he went to Connecticut. So we were here in North Carolina. He was in Connecticut. So he definitely downgraded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived in Connecticut. <laughs> He's originally from upstate New York. So I think he was, he also had other motives to go back to Connecticut mm -hmm. if we're reading in between the lines. And uh, so he left. And when we were younger, 
my brother and I would go up there. They never did a formalized custody agreement or child support. I think one, my dad knew he didn't have a pot to piss in. Like he knew that he didn't have a leg to stand on to fight my mom for anything. And he knew that at the time, like he just wasn't the best equipped to being the dad that we needed. Whereas my mom was like, my mom would suck it up and figure it out. And I think after he left, my brother and I, when we were younger, there were several summers. We really didn't visit during the year. It just didn't really seem super plausible. But in the summers, starting out, we would go up for a month at a time. But as we got older, when friends became very important, it was less and less. I grew up a dancer, and my dad didn't miss a dance recital in 14 years. So he always came down for important events, which were super appreciated and everything. But there's a lot of little stuff that just as a byproduct of him being several states away that he missed out on. He was there, and they never had a formalized schedule. It was just whatever we figured out along the way. But how can... I can't, it's hard for me to phantom that you can, you can nurture a relationship in a month out of the year. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. How often did you see your father when she moved to North Carolina? Uh, since most of my family was still in New York, we made the trip to New York once a year. And I would usually spend all of the summer in New York, mm-hmm. staying with my oldest brother and would usually get time with my father however, for however long I could while I was up there. So. Yeah, that's good. To your point, it is hard to, as a kid, I think you just take what you can get. I was always right. super excited to go yeah. up there. and But looking back now, it is, it's very hard to nurture that relationship. And I do think as you get older, that gap gets bigger and bigger right, because right. there's just more in life to deal with. As an adolescent or high school, your friends become very important. You've usually got extra like, extracurricular activities and you're going on family vacations with I don't want to say like primary family, but I mean, I was with my mom. So she wants to have vacations with us too. And so I think then in certain college and stuff, like it just, that gap got bigger and bigger as we got older. And yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think that's almost is just as phased as well. As far as nurturing the uh, relationship when you're youngest, before you get to that high school, middle mm-hmm, high school mm-hmm. age and, and your friends and you actually get things that you're attached to. I don't think it's very easy in that youngest age because just the presence is what nurtures right. a relationship in right. a lot of cases. Right. Once you get to that middle to high school age, it's not necessarily the presence as in your perspective, a phone call goes a little bit longer, further away than it did when you were younger. Yeah. And then when you become past that, when you're in college and you become a, an adult or a pre-adult or young adult. Mm-hmm. And so my relationship with my father became best once I was mid-college after my mother passed in 2007 and before he passed two years ago because I understood things a lot better. I had a lot of different perspective. I had a lot more wisdom and I understood, I picked up a little bit more on the smaller things that nurtured our relationship rather than just a phone call or presence. Uh, Like the fact that he had to, on my birthday, he wanted to give me 25 bucks. I probably, make more than my father has ever made in his lifetime but but for him that's what he has to do he thinks I expect him to do that on my birthday and so he's going to do it that at the very least I think anybody's relationship changes with their parents once they hit adulthood Mm -hmm. it's more like my mom's my best friend now Mm -hmm. and so that is different you don't need I don't need to love her but I almost see her every day right I mean you get a completely different perspective Perspective. everything is so easy or not easy not at all when you're a kid but like things are simplified in your mind about what relationships are and how family should be Mm -hmm. my family's not the same as that family what's wrong and you can't really grasp it or understand the dynamics of relationships my parents are still together but 
there was definitely a time when I was younger that there was issues and it's much clearer now. They've told me now, but there was a lot more fighting. Voices were raised often and you think that's normal, but I would go to friends' houses and it wouldn't happen there. And it would happen when my friends were at my house and they would see it and they'd be like, are you okay? And so... You understand more when you're older. Oh, that wasn't normal and that wasn't okay. They stay together. They worked through it and they're still together. I don't know. They've been married forever, obviously, to me (laughs) because they had me after they got married. Yeah. Yeah. And so people can do that. Relationships can still work and they're so happy. And I have a great relationship with my parents now. Um, And I love them to death. But I I think as we get older, we realize like, wow, relationships are hard. Like, because because we get into relationships and we realize how (laughs) hard they are. And we raise our voices. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're still trying to navigate this world. And if there's kids around, I don't have kids. Just knowing what I went, if I do have kids, I don't want them to be witness to that. That's why I think I, you learn a lot. Yeah, because I separated when John Thorne was two. And that's the reason I did it. It's like voices were getting raised. I was locking myself in the bedroom. Like, I don't want my son to grow up thinking this is what a relationship looks like. And if I wait another I was worried because if I waited till he was five or seven, I thought, well, I'm really going to fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if he's two, I don't think it'll be so bad that we can get yeah. through it. And that's all yeah. he knows is mom and dad, dad living separate houses. And it's always, that's just his normal. And I felt like I stayed, I was stuck for 18 years and it wasn't going to be, yeah. he wasn't going to grow up into a, a good young man. And people you know? are different. Kids are different. They're, I mean, we all grow into these individual adults. And right. as long as I've known him, he seemed, he's very chill. He's very like thoughtful, processes information. And I think just hearing you today talk about you as a kid, I get that exactly when you're five, just, okay, this is happening. <laughs> Let me process this. They're doing this. They're doing that. I'm just going to be chill about it. I can pick up on that same personality (laughs) type. If you have a kid that has a different personality or maybe even some of their own issues, it Mm -hmm. might affect them differently. Right. And it's hard to predict. Right. Hey, y'all. It's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We've got your assets covered. You so as you look, as you guys look back, would you wanted your parents to stay together? A hundred percent, no. Really? I, well, I think like what Sarah was saying that as you, you know, get older, you understand the complexities of relationships. And obviously, when my parents separated, I was a kid, but my dad was an adult. And I'm not saying that my dad and my parents obviously have been divorced for many years now. My mom's been remarried for 24 years on Monday, but. <laughs> No, she's listening. And this, yes. The, yeah. Uh, she definitely will be listening. I grew so much from childhood to adulthood and just working now in the field that I work in with you guys. We just you come to I like to take a step back and look outside the box of what's going on. And, and I think even though my dad is an adult and obviously he's changed in right. these years, right. I see now, like what Will was saying with understanding those small things, I know how my dad shows love. It's the same way he showed love then. Mm-hmm. And I understand that about him. It may not be the way that I feel most loved or whatnot, but that is his love language and I get it. So I know that when he's doing those things, my, even though they might see 
grandiose and very dramatic. Like that's his way of trying to show. I know I haven't been able to be here every second of every day for things. This is me. This is, I love mm-hmm. you kind of thing. And I've never questioned a day in my life. I've been very blessed in that regard that I've never questioned. That's good. Even though my dad left, if, if he loved me or cared for me and my brother very much, because that answer has always been hundred percent. Yes. That being said, I cannot imagine. I think my life would have been very different had my parents mm-hmm. stayed together. My stepdad, we've, I mentioned him on a different episode, my bonus dad. Um, he's amazing. He's one of the most selfless people I know, and I think he's perfect for my mom. Not to say that they're always perfect, again, right. about relationships. Everybody has arguments and nuances and everything, but he was exactly the kind of person that she needed in her life, and I will forever be grateful for that. So even though it sucked then, and I think it's probably my parents going through a divorce has probably made me see life in a little bit different of a lens mm-hmm. in addition to working in the divorce field <laughs> nice. and having gone through a divorce. It's all the divorce. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the biggest believer of that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that we can find the reason in everything. And that for sure. Well, is, yeah, there's a No Country song out that's like that. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> you don't know the Garth Brooks song, but you know but, the new one. But, but it is best. It's a, it, yeah. You know, you, you're, you are where you are because of those talks you it's not me it's you and the missed opportunities and they were missed and it was exactly for, the almost babies by it, jordan yeah, davis and it was <laughs> <laughs> this is building our soundtrack to it yeah, no, well, we're trying to get like music on hold and they won't let us change it and that's the kind of stuff we need like tammy wynette and what about you no but uh, absolutely not there was a time up until maybe my fifth, sixth, or seventh birthday that was my wish every time i blew oh. out the candles but oh. that went to the wayside very quickly soon after as I started to gain that perspective. At the time, it, it, it just made sense. It would have been better in my life for them to be together because I, I didn't like the whole being a part thing. Mm-hmm. But now, very quickly after, I realized mother would have been extremely unhappy. And, and I knew that maybe by middle school, just seeing them interact, okay, she, she's not happy that dad's here. And I'm happy that dad's here. Now I'm not happy because my mom's not happy. So yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so. And you had to fix a lot more than them just not being together. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. There's a little bit more to this than um, just them being together, just them figuring it out. So what advice can you give Sarah and I when we talk to clients that they haven't separated, but want to want to want to talk to their kids or want to stay together. What would have been helpful for you guys? As an adult looking back, what would you say to your you parents? Did, yeah. Oh, that's what deep. Would, well, I'm sorry. What would you want? What would <laughs> you want? Question not to have it prefaced <laughs> at all. <laughs> what would you wanted your parents to say to you about the, the divorce or the separation? I what would have helped you? I think it's it's so hard because it's so age dependent. What Will yeah. would have remembered or would have hit home with him at five? Mm-hmm. So. One, I think it would depend upon the age range, but me being seven, I think I don't remember, and not to say that my parents didn't say this, but just reassuring, and it's going to have to happen along the way of this is not happening because of you, and I know that this is tough, and I hear you, but this needs to happen, but it has nothing to do with you. Mom and dad still love you very much kind of thing, but not just at that conversation of we're splitting up. Like, that needs to happen several times, even when when we become brats as adolescents. I don't think Will was ever a brat because he's just, he's amazing. But I agree with that. Everything's relative. (laughs) But the reassurance of that, because like I said, just having that different lens, but, and kids are absolutely resilient. Like we both have said, we can't imagine. I I think about how much strength and just independence and autonomy that my mom gained and wherewithal and motivation just to, I've got these two kids and they're the loves of my life and I'm going to keep on going and do what I got to do. Because there was even a point that her and my bonus dad hit a little rocky patch and she was like, we'll figure it out either way. That's the other thing is this resilience that you build, but that's also for kids. And so 
going through that with that reassurance teaches kids that as well, instead of teaching them that an unhealthy or unhappy relationship is what it's supposed to be. So I think just that reassurance along the way of that, while you might feel like you're in the middle of this because you are our child or children, you are not the cause of this. You're not the, like we say, the rope and the tug of war here. Yeah, definitely. I think the couples who are considering that for their kids' sake, they need to know that it's not just raising your children when you first have them. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Figure out whatever you think is the best way. Base it on how well you think your child is able to process conversations or information along those lines and, and just give it a try. I don't fault my parents for not doing it as much more because I also know our family dynamic and how we are about just sharing feelings <laughs> and, and things like that. We, we love each other very much, but right. we show affection on a very different level. Right. So, but yeah, I, I would say definitely at least try to put something out there, have the conversation and to Jen's point, do the best you can to reassure them that this is not connected to you. This is, is right. very isolated to us. This is how, just like you would have a conversation about the birds and the bees. This is what happens sometimes between a man and a woman. Right, right. It has nothing to do with their children. Right. It has nothing to do with what you're doing or where we live or whatever. It's that we've hit some some kind of disagreement or patch or whatever, and we are, this is how we're working to it, and, or this is subsequently, this is what has become of it. Yeah, what? and I think another point is they always put these dis- non-disparaging clause and separation agreements and court orders, but you might be really angry at your spouse or ex-spouse and think they're a terrible person, but... Your kid still loves Love them. them. Like, don't mess with that. Keep those feelings separate to the best of your abilities. I know it's hard. I think that, <laughs> and again, it's it more so probably because of my age. I, I don't think I recall a bad thing that was said about my father from my mother or and definitely not from my father. My father still worshipped the ground that she worked walked on until oh. she passed. But I, I never noticed it. They may that's have good. said it to I my older siblings or what. If, if all separating and divorced parents would do that... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that would be mind blowing ch- or shattering. Yeah, changing. I think it, that would go mm-hmm. just as long away oh my as God. having a conversation. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine how tough that is. <laughs> I, I think about how tough it was. Will bless his heart. When I went through my divorce, Will is a mutual friend, <laughs> between, very close mutual friend between me and my ex, and I felt bad enough talking shit about my ex in front of Will. <laughs> so I can't imagine how that is. When they were our mutual friends, were kind of like our, our kids in the divorce. <laughs> But my mom did a very, and I don't know how she did it, but I I guess her girlfriends, her girlfriends and her sisters, that's who she vented to. But she never did that in front of my brother and I, even once I understood what happened, she still wouldn't. And I will forever be grateful for that because kids are resilient. And just like we tell our clients that things will get better as, and it sucks. Like when you're in pain and you're going through all this time moves Mm -hmm. so slow, but as you're going through it, things step a step forward is still forward progress. Right. And so as you're going through it, things will get better and things get better for your kids too. Kids are so like in the moment, almost like dogs. <laughs> they're in the moment. And so they're going to, as they grow, they're going to have friendships and extracurriculars. They're not going to be so stuck right. in that relation yeah, as long not, as they are supported yeah, and encouraged. Not be the center of the universe right. like, like you might be when they're younger. Yeah. Um, well, you so. get the other, you get the flip side of that where the parents, 
world revolves around the child, and that can be True. just as harmful. Too. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. that is a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Something to talk about, Sarah. That's that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Never but, happened to me, but I can understand that it does. You put a lot of good. pressure on me and I freak out and do the opposite. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is getting too personal. I'm about to use this as a therapy session. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the takeaway here is we talked a lot about how these adults who were children went through divorce and how their perspective has changed over time. And I think knowing that as you go through a divorce and that things might be tough on your child now, have healthy communication mm -hmm. to the extent that you should communicate to your child about these things. Obviously, Make it age appropriate and developmentally. Yeah. And if you're financially capable, which a lot of people, people of all income levels go through divorce, obviously seek out like therapy mm -hmm. or some kind of help if they're, if that's needed for your children, for yourself. But a lot of times you can't afford that and just do your best as you can in life. It's all you can do. Mm -hmm. Any other words of wisdom you two that you can feel like you want to impart before we part? I have one last question for you. So now you're a married father of, of two. Mm -hmm. So do you think that your parents going through a divorce, do you think it made you look at getting married differently? Consider it more strictly or thoughtfully? Or were you just, no, fairy tale, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that definitely is somewhere in your mind for most people probably, but it wasn't as overly encompassing uh, in my mind. I got married late enough, maybe at 28, I think I was, 27. Sounds I don't right. know how I am, old I am anymore. <laughs> so it wasn't at the forefront of my mind, but you do keep it back there where it's okay. Is this, is this a good relationship? Do I see any warning signs similar to my parents? Some of the things that you do fixate on as far as what you've considered their warning signs, could have been mm -hmm. their warning signs to you or what you think was their problem, you say. Do we have that same problem? Is there anywhere in, in our case? And I think in my case specifically, none of the things that caused my parents to sp uh, split up based on what I know. Uh, <laughs> She's full of surprises. Right. So. <laughs> so based on what I know, I, there's um, none of those warning signs or none of those things that are issues specifically, specifically with me as there was with my father that mm -hmm. would cause that. So I, it, it, it's not as big of a deal to me. Yeah. And you can't, you can't live that way either. You're obviously going to have some natural thoughts, I think, and fears. You love someone and Jed is awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. She's pretty decent. Awesome. But um, yeah, he's like, she's all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I live with her every day. Yeah. I, I did okay so, for myself. Yeah, yeah, you did okay. You married up, my friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well. Don't we all? I mean, that's, that's, that's what you try to do. Some of us aren't that successful. I'm talking about men. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I would just say in, in closing is that kids are going to be okay. Yeah. With, you yeah. love your kids and that's going to be your focus. And as long as that's your focus and not trying to stick it to exactly, the other parent, exactly. then the kids are going to be, be great. Fine. Will yeah. and I are mostly sane most days. So <laughs> you're going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And ain't that some shit? Ain't that, that some yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.